thinking out loud. Thinking out loud. Thinking out loud. Thinking out loud. Yo, yo, yo. It's your boy Mother Sack. Back with another episode of Thinking Out Loud. There's a special one. I mean, a lot of landmarks. First, like, I wouldn't say proper interview, but it's first, like, proper guests. And that's no offence to all of you lot who have been here before, but let's be real, come on, I live with Connor. Like, it's, <laughs> it's not hard to get on. Um, but let me introduce them first. Uh, Hemboss, a lot of you might know him as Henry. Old friend, you know, he's a new artist. He's got a lot of things dropping soon. I've got a few clips for you lot as well. But introduce yourself, Hem. No. Yeah, alright, cool. Yeah, that's, that's what. <laughs> <laughs> you want to try that again? No, nah, that's cool. It's cool. So obviously. <laughs> and then um, another artist. Uh, um, some of you probably would have heard this stuff already. The young god Emmanuel speaks. Hello, hello. Yeah. Uh, see, the thing is, um, hello. With uh, with, with uh, call you Eman. Yeah, go on. Anything, anything, yeah. anything. With Eman, it's funny because if some of you know um the old podcast I used to do. Like I first hit this guy up to um to come on the show probably five years ago, <laughs> and he just ended up in the group chat not doing a podcast for, for like three of those five years, and then finally able to pin this guy down. Um, cause you know he's doing a lot of big a lot of big things. It's spoken spoken word. It's thank a you, thank you. I didn't I didn't really. I don't think I ever like listened to spoken word before you came out because obviously yeah. when when it's someone you know you have a prior interest in it just to yeah, see what they're doing. See what it's about. But um, after you actually listen to it, it's it kind of seems like the sort of thing that you know those those fans of hip hop who are always complaining about hip hop is dead. Yeah, I feel like if you believe that, you should go and listen to a lot of spoken, spoken word, word because it's really more. Just lyrics, substance. Yeah, exactly, and way more substance than there is nowadays. I don't know. Is that something you get a lot? Um, quite often I get told to do the opposite. I get asked like, "When are you gonna rap? Like, mm. you should rap." Do you know what I mean? But um, yeah, man, I definitely see where you're coming from, though. Yeah, I see where you're coming from, still. Do you not just like wanna rap? Like, do you? Where's your heart at? Like, my heart's just in creating sick things. So like, do you know what I mean? Whether it's something comes to me and it's spoken word, I'm. A, make sure I do the spoken word as best yeah. as possible if something comes to me and it's like no I have to rap to this then I'm gonna do what I can to write a rap to it and write a rap to it because it's how I feel I want to yeah. express myself at the time and it so yeah man I mean if something <laughs> comes up and I want to do a bit of melodic singing I'm gonna do that do you know what I mean so I don't want to put myself in no sort of box man like, do you know what I mean I hear that not at all it's kind of similar with you as well Henry but obviously because um, you started out more traditional rapper Right, when I say started out, but like a lot of people wouldn't have heard it, but there's a lot of the songs I've heard over the years started out more traditional rapping. But some of the stuff that you're going to be putting out soon is way more melodic in that sense. Is that something you felt like you had to adapt to? Um, you know what? It's not even something I had to adapt to. I felt like um, just making music when I first started, when I was like 16 to 17 in the early stages, I just felt this is like the first time I'm making music and the producers I have around me, which is like my brothers and stuff like that, I was... I wasn't like as bold enough to go and like contact other producers, so yeah. I was kind of giving with what I've got. And um, obviously, at that time, those were a lot of rap beats because that's what they made in it. So, like traditional your hip hop beats because they are influenced by like American be- uh, producers from like nineties to like two thousands and stuff. Yeah. Like that. So obviously, um, 
that's what I ended up making. But over time, when I didn't release, there was a long gap of, like, a big gap uh, where I don't release music, which I still haven't technically because I haven't, like, started yeah. again. But um, I took that time to actually, like, look at myself as a artist and what I want to make. So do you feel like person. you've developed, like, a style now? Um, I feel, yeah, I feel, I feel like once you play around with a lot of styles and you see what you like, I felt like I've actually explored enough and I've got a certain path where I'm like, mm. yeah, I want to go down this or I want to go down that. I want to do this, I want to do that. Is that something that happened with you, man, when you were starting out? Like, did you initially maybe want to rap and then decided, like, you preferred spoken word or was it always spoken word from the jump? No, it was always, spo it was always spoken word. I did spoken word because I wanted to do spoken word. Like, obviously, from young... Like in school days, like I was always writing lyrics, but it wasn't geared towards becoming a rapper yeah. or anything. It was just I enjoyed listening to music. I enjoyed being able to rap my own sort of raps, music, whatever you want to call it at the time. Um, but yeah, it was I was never aiming to be a rapper at any point. It's kind of just spoken word kind of took off <laughs> in its own sort of sense. And um, yeah, man, I just ran with that. It's funny because a lot of people, I mean, like, before Emmanuel Speaks, you're a candy man. So you're kind of like, you're a Twitter guy. Yeah, did I guess so. <laughs> so, like, did you find the change hard to do? Because it's like, your, twi your Twitter now is obviously clearly um, it's based around your art and whatnot. Whereas before, you were just yeah. tweeting. Was yeah. that, like, a hard change or you just... Not really. I st like, obviously, there's certain things that you kind of have to censor just because times have changed, didn't it? Yeah. Like the same true. sorts of things that I perhaps thought or would have tweeted a few years ago on the sorts of things I'd want to put out into public now, do you know what I mean? But um, yeah. at the same time, I don't, like, censor myself to a point where I don't feel like I'm myself when I'm on my Twitter. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like, I, I tweet about nonsense all the time. Obviously, sometimes, like, on the lead-up to, like, a release or whatever, I can't just be tweeting nonsense. After <laughs> time, do you know what I mean? Like, Would you ever let someone else run it? Yeah. On your Twitter, would you ever let someone run it? Not, nah, not my Twitter. Oh, yeah. not, but I guess Facebook and stuff don't really. Yeah, know. maybe like a Facebook because I don't use Facebook. Like yeah. I actually use Twitter for personal yeah. use in it. So like to make let someone else run it, I don't really f think there's a need to. My well, yeah, keep it as real as possible. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. like it depends. Yeah, I can't wait I, to get nah. rid of that. <laughs> yeah, nah, no, like, no, no, like, like obviously, um, if I don't want to use it for my personal use, like. You man said like by all means, as long as you're promoting my music, mm. and if you're doing it right, yeah, run it. Like, do what you got to do, but just don't put any personal views where people who read that is gonna take offense or anything because that's not my views. Yeah, I mean stuff like that. Stuff like that does happen. Like even recently, um, I think Man knew they had like a minute silence. I think someone died, something like that, some historical thing. But at that time, Jesse Lingard's promotion team, they tweeted like some candid picture of him or whatnot. <laughs> and this guy ended up getting mad backlash because <laughs> people are like, it's supposed to be a minute silence and Jesse Lingard's on Twitter. <laughs> but it weren't actually him. So it can kind of backfire like that. But I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah, That's what I say. Like those who I'd give <laughs> to, to use my Twitter, to someone I trust. trust. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, I, I would do it in a heartbeat, to be fair, because I'm, I'm no good at Twitter as it is. I, mm. I don't know how people... I honestly feel like it's a muscle. Like, people just know when to tweet. Even if I think <laughs> something funny or, like, I say it, it, it hardly ever crosses my mind, like, oh, I should tweet that. You obviously, like, once you get more engaged and involved in, in and it becomes more of, like, a more everyday sort of thing, then it's like, okay, I can 
tweet this, do you know what I mean? But if it's not mm. your everyday, then do you know what I mean? It's not going to cross your mind to tweet it or yeah. Instagram it or whatnot, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I hear that. People must think I have some mad beef with Twitter. I don't think an episode has gone by where I haven't said <laughs> something negative about it. <laughs> uh, what, would, what would you man say was like either your first or your biggest influence in deciding that music was a path you really wanted to go down? I'll start with you, Henry. It's mad because music just in my family. Like, it's just in my yeah. blood. I felt like it was <laughs> really, destined yeah. for me to write. Like, my dad does Calypso in Trinidad. Mm. I even Calypso here. And I mean, that's where it all started, where all my brothers done their music was all from him. So, for music, me growing up was just everywhere. Like, you can't escape it. If, yeah. like, you just go home from school and you hear my brother just banging bare music, going to his room and just bopping his hair bare loud. He's just listening to music like that. Like, yeah, it would have been weird if you didn't go yeah, into that. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, all my, most of my brothers did it. I just felt like it was already written for me. But mm. at the same time, it's not like it's written for me and I don't want to do it because I want to do it. Mm. So it's all, it turned out all good for me. Like, Well, outside of family, was there any, like, was there any moment where you were just like, yeah, I can really do it? Like, was there like a verse you wrote and you were like, hold on, that's actually kind of good though? Because um, I think everyone's written a verse in their life. <laughs> yeah, I felt that when I did write verses, um, I think it was a lot to do. Again, I'm sorry to say, but it's a lot to do with my brothers. Like, I mean, yeah. from what they listen to, I listen to as well. So, as whereas people weren't listening to, <clears throat> well, they'll probably listen to current like music at the time. I was listening to like you know like Jay Z, Nas, Kanye, like just those that are considered one of the best lyrically, like Eminem and stuff like that. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> later. We'll get to that later. What, what about what about you, man? What was like your was first? Like, or was biggest? there like a holy grail moment where it was like? Yeah, just like a moment where the clouds parted and like a, le- a, a you know a ray of light came down and landed on like a microphone, and you were like, yeah. I don't think so, really. I don't think so, because like even getting into spoken word and poetry and writing, it was more gradual. It was more let me try it. Let me, do you know what I mean? It wasn't like yeah. this is what I need to do. I don't think I've ever had a point where something's had to happen to me. It was like this is what I need to do. It's like gradual, and obviously, it got to a point where I did. I then looked back at everything that I've done from where I started and was like, raw like. I've actually done all right. I might as well keep going. I had people around me that were like, nah, like you should push this because this is sick. Do you know what I mean? No one's mm-hmm. no one around us is really doing this. Was yet. that was that really important, like the support from your peers? Yeah, man, hundred percent. Like obviously it's not easy coming from the ends and whatever and saying you want to do poetry at the age of seventeen yeah, to the man them. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like what is that? What's a poem, fam? Like what Shakespeare and that? Nah, fam. Do you know what I mean? So like, yeah. yeah, man, just the fact that people are like, nah, like your thing is sick and you should push this and, and, and kind of keep going. Like, that was that was a big part in me deciding that I wanted to actually take it as far as I could. Mm. How how big is um like the 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 content, like, you know, the um what's the word I'm looking for? Like the substance, like the story. How big is that to you? Because um, you know, you see people criticizing artists for like not singing or not rapping or not writing about stuff that they've been through like is it important to you to to portray an authentic image in your music um maybe not perhaps portray an authentic message in those sorts of terms but like make sure like with me anyway personally i make sure that everything i do has a meaning and a reason yeah i mean like if i'm doing X, Y, Z, there's a reason why I'm doing this. There's a meaning behind this. All because you don't see it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. You can ask me and I'm more than happy to explain it to you 
But um, yeah, man, like, do you know what I mean? All, all art is his expression. You can use it to tell stories. You can use it to put yourself in other people's shoes. You can use it to have fun. You can use it to mumble if you want. And do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's there. Like, I don't feel like anyone ever has a right to police what another man should or shouldn't be doing with their art form. Do you know what I mean? Unless it's, unless it's hurting other people. Then, yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's no... There's no qualms there, man. But um, I just say, like, with me personally, I like to make sure that I've got a meaning and a reason behind everything I do. I, I don't just do things off a whim. What about you, Henry? What are your thoughts on that? It's like content and like how important it is portraying an image in your music. I think it depends on the artist itself. Um, music comes in different ways. Like, people work with each other. Like, ghostwriters, obviously, ghostwriters already in the game. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think, like, for example, take Drake and Backer, for example. Yeah. Like, I feel like the way Drake was able to write from his viewpoint, like, that's kind of mad. Like, as yeah, artist, I think I, I find that impressive. Mad. Like, mm. I think if you're able to do stuff like that, why not? Like, Mate, do you, you know yeah. how many songs are out like that are hits from females that men wrote? Yeah, like, yeah, do you know what I mean? I mean, like, Party Next Door wrote work, guys. Like, yeah, imagine if that was Party Next Door, the dream wrote Umbrella. Yeah, I mean, yeah it would have been a bit. That's a bit uh, weird though. Like, how Neo's written think, so many songs for women that it's unbelievable. I think it's a lot how to do with like, writing this. I couldn't write like, that. Like, if you're writing it, sometimes you just you're just not the right person to vocal it. Yeah, and man. It's nothing to do with. It's just how it goes, really. That's yeah, just how man. it goes. Because yeah, like, yeah. it's it's the realness, man. Like, I've been in studio sessions where like um, with writers, singers, and etc. etc. And like. The, whoever's contributing to the writing has written something and the singer's just not right for it. Like, yeah. you got to be real at the end of the day. It's better to have a good record than force a record. I mean, mm. singer's not right for it. You say, listen, like, you know what I mean? You have to just let them know the rule. Like, this isn't, I don't feel like this is right for you. Find someone that's right for the record, man. You know what I mean? At the end so, of the day, music, music. So you lot have no, you lot have no issues with like ghostwriters and whatnot then? I personally, like, do you know what I mean? I think, because obviously the ghostwriters thing is completely different to the whole question about whether you think someone should be writing um yeah that what they live or whatever but um um i think as a rapper it's more important for you to write your own stuff than like say a singer like i don't think singers necessarily need to write their own stuff like it doesn't i don't question when a singer hasn't written something but when a rapper hasn't written something depending on the amount of um respect and influence that they have so like when when it came out that Drake didn't write all of, all of his own stuff, I, although yeah. I don't know the intricacies of it, it was like, oh, I like man, yeah. come on man, expect it better of you, bro. But like, do you know what I mean, for me, it's not, is it like it's not, it doesn't get to a point where I'm like, nah, man, you're cancelled or anything. Do you yeah. know what I, mean? I think like, it depends on the song as well for me because yeah. like the songs that were written for Drake, I was like, these aren't. It's not like the quintessential Drake. It was like what ten bands and. And like, the thing is, yeah, like, like when man see writing credits, it could literally just be a sentence, bro. You can be in a studio of your bridging and they'll be like, hey, slap this line in. And you have to put their name on the credits. You have to put their name on the credits. Same way as with production, like a producer or producer beat, it'll be in a studio. We'll send it to someone. Someone will literally just play like a few melodies on it and their name is in the credits as yeah. a co-producer. Do you know what I mean? Right, yeah. I think like... Sahel you don't even have to put, you don't even have to be able to put any noise on a track to be called a producer anymore. As long as you can say, all right, cool, I want you in the studio with you and you 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 make this beat and I, I'll credit. call myself the producer like, that's, that's what a record producer does the, the, the definition of a record producer yeah. is somebody who produces records not necessarily makes beats a beat maker makes beats a record producer can make so beats so like DJ Khaled is like a record producer he's a, yeah he's a record producer 
Yeah, this guy, he's song. like agent almost. He just gets <laughs> people on songs. Like, I just yeah, man, yeah. don't know how to explain it, but he get he he gets all the worst stuff sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I seen in his album past the singles like couple, couple some of the um, that one. Have you heard the one that just came out? Is Jay Z featuring Beyonce? Nah, I heard the fucking. <laughs> I wasn't really it's trash, man. But it's just like um. Oh yeah, Sai had the Prince was saying something similar about Kanye. He was like, Kanye is the type of guy that. Literally, if you're if you're in the room you're when the song's getting made, ready. you're you're on the record. Because yeah, a, well, a lot of people used to say that like Sai High wrote all of Kanye's like stuff from like graduation onwards, but Sai High was like, I was just there. You're <laughs> like, just there. Yeah, just there. As long as you're there in the studio, you can add, you can play a triangle on the mic, bing, and your name <laughs> is in the production credits. So saying all that, credits. saying all that, would you man accept? Um, it's not like someone came to you for a song, but it's like. Someone came to me for a song like and said I should write them a song. No, no, they wrote for you, but it's like bars. Like they wrote it for you. No. You wouldn't accept it. Mm-mm. Even if you <laughs> what do you do if you read it and you're just like, damn, this is like Yeah, it's not mine though. <laughs> so you wouldn't say so you wouldn't perform that? No. Henry, you're if looking quiet hook, over if there. It was a hook. That's it. If it was a hook. Yeah. yeah maybe if it was a hook, not then I'd verse. think about it and probably I'd want to change it to change a bit of it. I might take the melody or take the first couple of lines and redo everything else. But like, if someone came to me with a track and said, I right, just spit this. Well, it's like a guaranteed, it's a guaranteed hit. Yeah, but it's not mine. The difference <laughs> is because like, with a hook, it's, if it's melodic, it's, it changes, it creates, it doesn't create the song, but yeah. it's the, you know, the central of the song, like the center of the song where you, then you're, that's your, in the verses, that's, you need to work around that now. Like you, that's you to put your personal, experience or whatever right. you want in that that's you that's the artists you. have integrity boy i would take i would definitely take that but well, maybe that's why i'm not <laughs> that's why i'm not a musician um all right what is the best piece of advice either of you gotten so far on like your journeys it can um, be from anyone um, i remember when like starting out nigo chew said to me just like don't feel pressure to write because before you need to just write when you want to <laughs> and I've just done that ever since like I write when I want to like, like, uh, like early this year late last year I saw someone tweet or oh, I wrote a thousand poems this year and I just said to myself did I even write up to 15 or 20 <laughs> do you know what I mean like I only write when I want to and I feel like I'm in the zone like if, if I'm not ready to write a poem forget about it so you, pre- it. So you must pretty much like put out most of what you write then if yeah you can Pretty much, Henry. What about you? Honestly, I couldn't tell <laughs> but, you. but my writing, my writing process is different though, because like I write, I don't write f- fully. Like, I wouldn't write a full thing unless like I'm just boom, 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 boom. And I need to get out. Like I'll write like a couple yeah. of bars here, a couple of bars there, a couple of bars there, and then it will come to like, okay, I've started this, but I need more flesh. Let me go back to the stuff I've written before. That goes with it. That that makes sense. Yeah. It ties in with that. I do that often as well. Do you know what I mean? So, so when you're writing, is it do the bars come first and then you attach it to like a um a concept, or do you come up with a concept for a song first and then like go from there? Probably like, concept first. Concept first. What about you, Henry? Sorry, say that again. Could go the other way around. So, like, when when you're writing, Henry, do you come up with like, would it be like a concept comes up in your head and you're like, oh, I'm gonna write about that, or do you just have like bars and then you try and fit that around? No, it depends. Um, yeah, it depends. There's two ways. There's pretty much two ways I write, and it's one is without a beat, and that's usually when it's something like with context because I'm writing. Like, yeah. I, sometimes I don't just like some unless I'm just thinking about bars like that. I don't really just write just like bars like that. Like if it's without a beat then I'm writing about something usually in it but usually I listen to a beat 
mm. and then I write, and then I usually work on a hook first if there's a hook. But if there's yeah. not, then I just write. Just write. <laughs> <laughs> I, All I, I heard was the word write about <laughs> 20 times. <laughs> <laughs> I might have sorted out a little bit. Right, by now, because uh, it'll be Monday when you are listening to this. So by now, you probably definitely would have heard um, E-Man's new track, intro slash another day. This is going to be the first track of your album, right? Yeah, it's just the introduction to the to the album. The album's called The Composer. Yeah, that's right. So um, is there, is there a concept album like the last EP? Or yeah, there is. It's like a coming of age. It's going from darkness to light. It's me just literally putting everything, um, putting, my, putting, putting, putting my heart on my sleeve and just putting everything into the art, getting people to understand the man behind the art a bit better and kind of, yeah, man, just having fun with it at the same time. So is it, so it's personal? Yeah, I'd say so. It's personal, but then there's also an entertainment factor as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a journey, really. It's a journey from darkness to light, kind of things that I immerse myself in or things that um, kind of I saw myself around growing up and just putting all these things into the art. Do you know what I mean? Like, the tracks at the very start are quite dark in terms of theme yeah. and sonically, and then it brightens up towards the middle and, like, where the album's being kind of divided into three sections ambition which is the darkest part discovery is when you start to find yourself things start to brighten up on purpose is when you kind of know the direction you're going and you you've kind of matured into the kind of man that you want to be and kind of each track in each section is more relative to that so yeah man i'd say it's very concept it's story driven heavily yeah. story driven and you have a general idea when you're gonna drop it no i can't give you a date but can't like obviously now this intro has dropped it's like go yeah. time all right so Let's play let's play the intro now. So this is Intro Such Another Day by Emmanuel Speech. You can go check it out on YouTube, it's on Grime Daily. I'm sure by now you would have heard it. But if not, Hopefully. here we go. <laughs> this on point. <clears throat> Have you ever felt like Batman on stage? Heart on your cotton cape, scales of justice between hands. Dark and light, there's two sides to the same man. Yin yang, flip a coin, it's the witch, you give a banner and a pedestal, oh so incredible. Hulk Hogan, I could rip that cotton off my back just to show them in fact I'm nobody's hero. See a window, I'll make it mine, I'm Debo. Been selfish for time, I know, but you know that's growth. Not spent as much time, I know, but I'll soon come home. No matter how cold, I'm John Snowing. Fell before I rose and met the all-knowing. Disguise my sights down as a size up. Besides luck, I really had to wise up. Shot for the moon just so I can get my tide up. But lately, I've been feeling tied up. Plotting because you never quite know when your time's up. I said, have you ever felt like Batman on stage? When in reality, you're the one that needs saving. I said, it brought my heart the other day. Went to see my blood talking to his little brother Said he went and bought a gun the other day How do I erase the excitement on his face Then he said he killed his friend the other day And he's gotta stay alive Try to put away the knife the other side Let off shots the other day Couldn't talk to the police Cuddle have him on his knees Lord please he only turned 16 the other day He almost told his Marge the other day He couldn't break our heart for goodness sake Said they'll never understand the choice we make I promised that you couldn't even stand to hear the pain But on the news man, nothing's changed This is just another day So yeah, so 
if you don't ain't heard it by now, then you heard it there. It's um people would so a lot of people are probably gonna hear that and like come to you and be like, that sounds like rap. So how how important is the distinction to you between being viewed as a rapper and being viewed as a spoken word artist? It's not important to me at all. I don't think. I think like like I said, I don't want to put myself in a box in it. Do you know what I mean? A lot of people yeah. like hear Emmanuel Speaks and think, "Oh, that spoken word artist." Well, I don't mind in it. Well, do you know I mean, name, like, so. yeah, exactly. It's Emmanuel <laughs> Speaks, but it's not like I don't want people. It's like I don't mind what people associate me with, just because yeah. I don't want to be able. To, I don't want to put myself in a box. You can call me a rapper. You can call me a poet. You can call me a spoken word artist. You can call me an artist. You can call me a musician. Like I don't care because like I. That is what I do. Do you know what I mean? I do all of these things, and 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 I, I, do you know what I mean? At the same time, I do things like I direct films and and all that sort of stuff. I do voiceovers for for adverts. Like the the the, the most important thing to me is just to like make really cool content and make content that's just like very unique and content which, like I said, has a meaning and a reason behind it, which is above above everything. So yeah, yeah man, that's that's what we do. I hear that. Um. Henry as well. Henry's coming with a clip because he don't want to be don't want to be the artist who ain't got nothing to play here. But <laughs> so we got <laughs> but um. Just yeah. <laughs> uh, but this is this is gonna be your debut track, right, Henry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to talk a little yeah. bit about it? It's oh. co- it's called Tokyo. So let's like tell people what what it means and stuff like that. Ah, uh, what it means. <laughs> you know, just like what's the what's the story behind Tokyo? Why is it called like I Tokyo? So basically, I was having a conversation with my ex-girl. Yeah. Uh, dead man dead. Yeah, time last year, and it just inspired me to make the song. And we were just talking about, like, where we'd want to go if we had, like, so, so much money, like, a lot of money, basically. And one of my <coughs> answers was Tokyo was just because at that point, then I just wanted to go there because it was something different. I used to see a lot of pictures of it, and I was thinking, no, I just want to go there. Like, it looks bare, high-tech, like, everything. Yeah. This looks mad, like, I just want to go there. But yeah, like, that's really what the song is about. And obviously... The verses was just about like my ex, like my girl, like at the time, yeah. and obviously uh, how she made me feel and whatnot. But. Well, you know, it still it still stands, still stands. I mean, it's definitely got a summery vibes. So I'm guessing that's closer to the time we're looking to drop it. Yeah, I mean, hopefully we can get this popping around spring slash summer. And there's a video to go along with it. Yes, yes, yes. All right, so we're gonna play a bit. Of, gonna play a bit of Tokyo. Do you want me to just play a snippet or? Yes, yeah, play the first thirty seconds. All right, cool. So, guys, this is Hemboss. Tokyo. Tell me where you wanna fly. Tell me where you wanna go. I've been thinking maybe Tokyo. Well, I can put you in the sky. Or I can put you on a boat. Let you steer it down to the coast. Baby girl, take a ride with me. You can always vibe with me. Ain't nothing, let me know. Baby girl, take a ride with me. You can always vibe with me. Ain't nothing, let me know. Yeah, my shorty all glamour. She's a diva. Trish Tratters. So look out for that soon. Catchy thing. It's very, very catchy. I'm telling you. Promise yeah, you, man, you gotta get that to, carnival, Henry. You man, I'm trying to get to sleep. You man, we'll be humming that song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was humming it on the way here. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a very. Uh, when Henry played it for me, I was like, you gotta go with that one ASAP. But it's a big clean. All right, we're coming to the end of the actual interview. Then now we're just gonna transition into general chitty chai because we got all the business side out of the way. As you do. And and I've been saving up music topics because 
like ideally I wanted this to be like the first or second episode, but I guess episode ten works out as well, you know. It's got it's got a one in it. If it's like it's like a start of something new. But it is what it is. Um I do want to start because it's always interesting asking musicians about other artists. In fact, one one musician friend I know, he told me that he don't listen to other artists anymore. He said he don't listen to people that he considers on the same level as him because he he doesn't want to um, end up like picking up from from them or something like that. Is that anything you lot have considered? Or do you just not care? Listen to everything. Um, no, you know I listen to everything. Why? Because I wanna explore everything like i want to see how far we can take music and my mm. personal style and put that together like i'm not afraid to just be experimental at all like, yeah i want to see what else we do i don't want to stick to just one thing just because i'm just listening to myself but you don't ever worry like if you hear a song say you hear a song from like an obscure artist and you're like damn i really like that flow or like or his style that's the inspiration though yeah that's where inspiration comes from but obviously like there's i don't think there's any such thing as a completely brand new idea there yeah. might be but like nine yeah. times out of ten it's come from somewhere or someone or something mm. you know what i mean it's, it's it's like energy you can't create energy you can just change or, or, you know what i mean but it's, um at the same time when you're creating like a body of work, like an album or something, I've heard many times of people like they don't listen to anything or anyone else. And kind of when I was making mine, there was a point where I did like literally, I was like, I'm not listening, I'm not keeping my ears to the streets. Like I'm just gonna just keep focus it on as, your keep own, it as authentic as possible. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But like at the same time, because I love music so much and I love, I love just being able to like listen to different things like Henry said like immerse myself in the culture and see what other people are doing and just kind of um, pick up new things then I'm, I'm always gonna wanna hear what's happening because just because I love it so much yeah like, like I found I found that weird when, when he mentioned that because I was like I could like I do like you do this because you love it like like I couldn't I could never stop listening to podcasts like that's why I wanted to do it so but I don't know I, I just found that weird but yeah, it seems like you got disagree too. I think, too, so sorry, I think the best people in the music that are able to keep up with the current times mm. as time progresses. And yeah, that's true. If you don't listen to others, then those are the artists that kind of get stagnant and yeah. move out of it. No, no offense, guys. But um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. What do you think of these these new wave of artists that a lot of people are saying are like bought, like artists like you know Six Nine or artists like um I don't know like Little Pump, Little Reservoir, Little Zan, Little. <laughs> So this little little any of them. I don't know a single little. What's a little pump? <laughs> little pump is the guy, guy who was like um. Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. I've heard, yeah, yeah. but even that, I don't. Even, I, all I know is Gucci. I don't know how the structure of the song. I don't know how it goes. I, I, yeah, I, I just know it's Gucci gang. Clubs at least, so it's not like I know. Do you know what I mean like I can't lie? That stuff goes over my head. But some people would argue that like those artists are kind of making a mockery of the the genre, because you know if you. I I kind of don't really like looking too far back in time because I don't I don't see there's no progress there clearly, but a lot of people who do lo- look at the past they they're like these guys came up in a real struggle and yeah but there's they, still people that are still rapping as well though like all it is is that we're we're growing up in a in an age of like um um of, uh, a closer globe in it it's globalization it's social media it's it's yeah. choice in it you know what I mean at the end of the day democracy is based or is very firmly um based around choice and having the consumers have options and be able to choose and do what they want so um from 
it's his choice in music as well. That's that's literally what it stems down to because it's not like these people are outdoing your Kendrick Lamar's yeah. or your J. Cole's because they're not. <laughs> they're not outdoing them. They're just giving another avenue for, do you know what I mean? At the end of the day, the globe is, not everyone's going to like the same sorts of things the way I see it anyway. Like, obviously, yeah. if I don't necessarily rate a certain sound, it doesn't mean there's not 10 million other people that are ready to listen to that. Like, I understand that and I appreciate that. So, like, for me, it's just each to their own. I get where people are coming from, but, like, it's life, man. And like things change, man. Things change all the time. Like you can't expect you can't expect what's happening today <laughs> to be happening in five, ten years time. Like it don't work like that, my guy. It almost seems like, but like I can see the concern in terms of the future. Like a lot of people look at like, for example, the double XL freshman list and they're like, compare last year's one to the one from you know 09 or something. And it's just like, is this really what we're putting out in terms of the next Big eyes, or just not care. I mean, it's what people are listening to. Like, yeah, I guess you know what. That's true, actually. Supply and demand. I think everything exactly. It's what people want to hear. If if it's what people want to hear, then that's what's gonna make the money. That's what's gonna be in 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 the limelight. Yeah, I mean, this stuff is pretty cyclical anyway. I guess it just upsets me because it makes me realize I'm getting old. Because it's like. Yeah, that's the that's, yeah. that's the stuff like my little cousin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the kids I like. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you what tune that's from. <laughs> that's, that's the what, what's wrong with that's it? Like six nine gummo. Six oh. nine gummo. Yeah, jeez, these kids. Are, I feel yeah, like no. it's like um, I feel like that principal Skinner meme. Where I'm just like. Like, do the kids like? Do the kids really like this music? <laughs> it's like, no, it's the children who are out of touch. <laughs> but yeah, it is. It is. Um, it's a little bit crazy right now. Um, all right. So, I seen you both listen to a lot of music. Mm-hmm. So I want you to give me one underrated artist. It can be like when I say underrated, it can be a, from a SoundCloud rapper to like if you think Rick Ross is underrated, or and I'm not. Uh, and one overrated artist. Just someone you think severely under and someone you think severely over. I'll start with you, Henry. Underrated artist? Yeah. Right, someone you feel like just doesn't get enough shine. Um, see, I had one in mind, but I think he only just came out maybe his first EP or album the other day, so I don't know if you can really say he's underrated. He's doing, he's doing good for what you, where he's at right now, so I don't mm. know. But if you lot are listening, that one's Coltrane. Go check him out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he is Asian. From London. <laughs> um, I feel like ASAP Rocky's pretty underrated, you know. I don't listen to enough of ASAP Rocky to even say that. To be fair. But I don't think he's put out anything in a while. Or was that just me? He put out um, a video, I think, yesterday. But I feel like in the grand scheme of things, like, people always say, like, he don't really do a lot. But he gives you an album every two years. And uh, he's a pretty consistent rapper. And, like We can all name some very big ASAP Rocky tunes, but at the same time, I feel like he kind of just flies under the radar. Like, people know him, but... But that's probably, that's probably branding, though. That's probably what you want. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? certain rappers that just, like, yeah. currency wants to be underground. Mm. You know I mean? In America, the market is there so that he can be underground and still make a million every year. Yeah. Do you know what I mean like like artists? There's artists that get to a position where they have that power. They've got such a cult fan base. They can tour different states, and they don't need to be in the charts. They don't need to be doing songs with Rihanna. They yeah, don't need to the, be. The do you know what I mean? 
Because certain still artists get... that, that brand literally brand themselves like I don't want to be in everyone's faces. <laughs> Do you know what yeah, I mean? them indie artists they make they make a lot of money and then they can still walk down the street. It's like yeah, MF Doom can come from rocking a, a huge show and then go. I don't even know what he looks like. Hasn't yeah, he got exactly. a mask? Like, but he's got a mask where, like, you can find his face. It's on Google, oh. but it's just, like, for the most part, this oh. guy could just be walking in Asda, you know, just getting a meal deal, <laughs> but but then go do then Coachella or get something. get meal deals from Asda, fam. <laughs> Tesco, my guy. <laughs> I've never got a meal deal. I don't eat sandwiches, <laughs> to be fair. I've got the plainest palate. But, all right. So who's your, over, I mean, underrated artist then, you know, if you had to guess? Well, not guess, if you had to highlight one. I don't know, man. I always say T.D. Ness is underrated. I think he's such a sick rapper, man. Do you know what I mean? You like that British artist? Yeah. T.D. Ness? T.E.D. Ness. West London rapper. Yeah, man. I think he's cold. I he's do a, he's on the album as well. Music. I know. I probably shouldn't say that when I got two British artists here. <laughs> 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 I actually don't listen to British music. I'll... Why is that? Why is that? Why All right. You? I'm going to tell you exactly why. Every single... Like big British song in like the last two years, they just they take a lyric from like an American R and B song from the early two thousands, and then they just they moan over it and then they put a little hook, and they talking like a mixture of African and Caribbean. The last how many accent. years? Like the last two years. That's all these songs. Yeah, but that's because like you, I don't. I think you're only looking at one genre. You're only looking at Afro swing. There's, but that's <laughs> that's the. I think that's that's the biggest genre coming out of the UK right now. Mm. Like it seems like a new one of those songs is blowing yeah, it's, up it's, every it's, other week. Yeah, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. But um, like say like a Rich Free too. You know, you wouldn't listen to like a Rich or like a Kano when he dropped. The thing with, you know I mean? with Rich, I can't get past his voice. I don't know why, but he's just, it's just like a normal London accent. But I put on the album and I just I couldn't get past like the first two tracks. The only British rappers I like are like Skepta, although I do not like like him as a person. But I like his music. I think Stormzy is just like, he's like white bread. You can't not like it. I personally think Grammy is bigger than Afro Swing. Really? Facts. What do you think, Henry? But then again, mm, yeah, Grammy's bigger than Afro Swing. It's more marketable, but Afro Swing, like, recent times has been yeah. in the charts a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, 100. It's been mm. in the charts a little bit more, but yeah, man, I think Grammy is just, is, people have bought into Grammy a lot more than anything else. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if it's because of people like Skepta. And then you, you know what? Like yeah, if you generation beat up like someone your... that wasn't even from London as well, yeah. <coughs> like, what do you associate music in London with? They would just say Grimes. They wouldn't Grimes, even say Grimes. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's the, that's the pinnacle of what rap is in the UK. But you know, know them man that say that as well? They probably put notes on the Grimes. Yeah, they'll put anyone on the Grimes. <laughs> they'll put everyone. And like, people will be like, I just thought that was British music. Yeah, yeah exactly. I never really, like, clock how big some British artists are like all the a lot of huge singers are just, like British. I'm just like, yeah, oh, of course, right, Sam man. Smith, Ed Sheeran's like, yeah, top, like Ed Sheeran, really the up world. there. It's gotta be Ed Sheeran, Adele, Massive, Coldplay, Massive, Coldplay, exactly. I mean, like the and Beatles, U two. I mean, Britain's Britain Britain's been thing, doing like, doing time, a lot. From time we can't look at things from um, from a narrow perspective. There's so much going on in the UK, man. Like outside of even our scene mm. in terms of in terms of music yeah because I'm I must say you too I said Australian 
Then I, you know, I would, I wouldn't know. You probably shouldn't have even mentioned that. Like everyone would have gone with it. I don't know. Who. Yeah, man, no one knows. <laughs> yeah, I'll cut that out. <laughs> but yeah, and culture is clearly different now in like then to what it was in like the early nineties and whatnot. Like you got artists like Nav who oh, are oh shit, like, the Irish, the Irish. <laughs> that counts. Hey, they're, yeah, part, they're of the yeah, they're part of the Commonwealth. They're part of the Commonwealth. Wait, yeah. is it North Irish or Republic? It's not really British, but yeah, yeah, like they said Irish, innit? I'm guessing they're not North Irish. Wouldn't be, would have said but, um, but the culture, the culture has changed so much to the to the point where you got artists like Nav, he's like he's like Indian, but he's rapping like a black guy. He's using the N word and all sorts of stuff. Do you, as artists, who do you think should be able to like use the N word and like what do you think of like the whole culture vulture argument that's going on nowadays with all that stuff? Don't get any thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> that inward, that inward argument goes beyond music, man. Goes beyond music still. But I feel like that's where most, that's where people hear it. Like I mean, that's where you yeah. even, that's where you're gonna see it. You know, oh, why it'll be at a concert. You look, you ever looked around at a concert and really <laughs> looked at <laughs> Drake through love? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, people. I'm, imagine what a YG concert must be like when he drops <laughs> my nigga. You just half the crowd's supposed to be silent. But it's like they, they gotta mumble it. <laughs> yeah, can you can you really get angry at them though if they're if they're raised in the culture? Like, what do you lot think just about usage of the M word in general? Um, the easiest thing would be to ban it altogether, but like that's yeah, man, that's that's not happening, is it? So well, that's not happening. There's no there's no free pass, is there? Like, it can't be handing out free passes. Yeah. While it's still, do you know what I mean? End of the day, you're not going to ban it tomorrow. So, while it's still out there in the world for the world to consume, there's people out there who do not have a free pass. We shouldn't be giving free passes out because everyone knows the connotation. Everyone knows the significance of the word. So, mm. I mean, it's you're, nobody's stupid enough to say, oh, I don't know, that would offend you. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like, just, we're not, do you know what I mean? We're not children at the end of the day. Like I said, while while it's a thing where we're not exactly gonna ban the word completely t- by tomorrow, then do you know what I mean as it is now, maybe we could gradually. Stands. But, but how, how do you do it gradually? Then how do you how can you measure that? You just, I mean, it just it's on to one generation to just stop saying it when you have kids, or just like make sure your kids don't say it. Yeah. But but it's one of those things where it's such a wide scoping thing. I don't think it will ever. That's what I'm saying. It's beyond music because you stop saying it in music and people start saying it more to your face. Like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know <what> I mean, <laughs> I don't know what I would. I don't know which one I would rather. I don't know which one I would rather. Remember, you got any thoughts on that? We've got like two more music topics and we'll just go into covering like the news and stuff. Mm, oh, I was just going to say, like, um, I don't think it's anything to do with London culture in general. It's just not culture. It's just like it goes beyond music in terms of music, yeah. London culture in terms of music. We just go, yeah, again, it goes beyond that. It's like, um, period like like Iman Iman uh, Iman said, shouldn't be saying it. Period. If it was a perfect world, but like it's not. Here we are. <laughs> here we are. I just said it a couple of times on this episode. But <laughs> <laughs> all right, one of the one of the um last things about music that I wanted to bring up is um recently there's been a whole bunch of controversies surrounding huge artists, and it's brought up the discussion about cancelling. Um, I, and for those who don't know, cancelling is basically just stop supporting the artists. You know, this R. Kelly documentary came out the other week. You know, we did the whole episode on it last week. 
and but people are still <laughs> hesitant. I was, I, I was listening to Happy Happy People this morning. There we go. Yeah, it's like people are. But still I haven't hesitant. seen a documentary though. Like, you haven't I don't seen really it yet. Know the ins and outs. Don't don't watch it if you want to listen to Happy People. You can't. I mean, as I said. I can't listen to um, happy people knowing what makes R. Kelly happy. It's that uh, it's it's it. It just can't. It can't run for me anymore. But a lot of people are just like, oh, I want to separate the art from the artist. Which I think is silly because how can you separate? How can you can't separate art from the artist because without the artist, there is no art. Yeah, but it's terms of how you take it in. If yeah, you man. Can, you can relate it to your own personal thing, and if. If it's someone I knew and I knew their lifestyle, I knew their ins and outs, their day to day, what they're like as a person, then I'm better adapt to judging what I'm going to do. But if it's like a next man in America that I just see on the news, I only see media coverage, I don't see nothing. Like All I know is their music. I don't know. I don't even know what they sound like when they speak. <laughs> all I know is what they rap like or what they sing like. Do you know what I mean? I don't know what R. Kelly sounds like when he speaks. I ain't never seen an R. Kelly interview. I might go watch his documentary and see one for the first time. <laughs> but like all I know is the music. Do you know what I mean? And obviously music is, 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 is deeper in a sense where people take it on... On, on like a spiritual level like the music is more like you can you can say I'm not no longer gonna no longer gonna F with this song but it comes on if you like the tune you're gonna bop yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean it's, you can't hate something that your body loves <laughs> it don't make sense like do you know what I mean so like as much as people or, or I can stand here and say oh if my man did this then I'm gonna I'm never listening to him again then like that truly really love the tune do you know what I mean? If I really love a tune, I'd 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 live with it forever. Do you know what I mean? Unless it's unless like the problem around it then starts to change my perception of the tune. Or do you know what I mean? But like It's a bit it's a bit tricky because it's kind I of can't, yeah, I can't tell until I'm in that situation. Yeah, it's but like, more time where, where I've yeah. the line almost because it's like it's almost like we're saying in the society, if you entertain us, you can get away with some wild stuff. Where because if it uh, if there was no music involved and you just open a newspaper you read like, you read yeah, like yeah but then you, if you take if you say there's no music involved then that kills the whole question then you've got no question because the question is are you still listening to their music but it's if like, it's a next man that's in a newspaper that, that that done any x y and z then like there's no association that there's no read like of course I'm not gonna rate him do you know what I mean and let's say it's like alright so let's say it's one of your lecturers from uni. You had a real connection with this lecturer. He taught you well, blah, blah, you like it. You open up a newspaper in a couple of weeks and you see that this lecturer has been busted for like kiddie porn. You're going to, your perception of that lecturer is going to change, right? Yeah. So how but, comes... But then I, I that's, that's what I'm saying. Like That lecturer, I've been in contact with him. I know what he's like as a person. There's a there's an actual relationship between me and that lecturer. There's a relationship so, between the, the listener and no the There's no relationship between me and R. Kelly. There's, well, a re- there's no to, relationship. If you listen to his music, don't you kind of know him? No, that's... no, no. In the era of of R and B and having someone else write your tune and all, I don't know nothing about you. All I know is what you're saying on this track, which could either be true, could be it could not be true, but it's got a sick beat. And bro, fam, I can two step to this. This is hard. Do you know what I mean like I don't know you as a person? I don't. I don't. I can't mm. lie. I can't try and tell you that I know anything about R Kelly. How can I know a man that don't know me? It don't make sense. <laughs> Henry, what do you think? I think Iman's going to come out to here and listen to Happy People again. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, you have to keep it real. Like, yeah, listen, I mean, like, everyone, everyone, like, every, you have to keep it real with yourself. Like, at the end of the day, like, fam, I didn't rate what Chris Brown did to Rihanna, but 
I'm still bumping Chris Brown. Right. I'm bumping he Chris Brown. He was bumping her around that car. Have you seen the documentary about Chris Brown? Where, where they, yeah, where they saw, describe what happened? Uh, the new, the Netflix one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Are you still listening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was his side of the story. So why wouldn't I? That's more to, like, I mean, like, at the end of the day, another thing I wanted to say is like, this stuff is like, like documentaries, all that stuff has an agenda. Mm. Like everything's got an aim. This agenda, I mean? yeah, this one seems, I don't know what RK Every, did to the BBC. Oh, is it a BBC thing? Yeah, it's a yeah. BBC thing. And it's just like, it's a it's a witch hunt. Everything's got an agenda, man. It is I mean? a like, witch hunt. <laughs> but it's nice. like, but I feel like R. Kelly's a visual writer because one of the he had them. They interviewed the producer of the song "Feeling on the Beauty," and the yeah. guy was like, <laughs> he was like, when R. Kelly was in the studio, he had two girls there naked, and he was feeling their beauties, and he just started singing, and that's how the song got written. That's how it gets. So that kind of makes me feel like he's a bit of a visual writer. So when he says his mind is telling him no, I feel like his mind was actually telling him no. <laughs> so it, it kind of, it just kind of raises the question. I honestly feel like after watching the documentary, it's kind of like, boy. But then you got to take into account the fact that we're supporting murderers and killers every day. Or a exactly. lot of rappers. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. so much going on out there. There's things you don't even know about some of the artists that you listen to. But it's Obviously, kind of it's like, different when you do know it. Yeah, that's like, what I was going to say. It's different when you do know it. Once you like, find you out. Kill you, yeah, man, it's yeah, like, yeah, there's, there's no conclusion. I can't sit here and tell you, I'm yeah. not going to listen to my man if he does this, or I'm going to listen to my man regardless of whether he does this. Like, do you know I mean, at the end of the day, obviously there'll be scenarios where something touches me so much where I'm like, nah, I can't. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. it hasn't happened to me, so I can't tell you. That's true. I just, I, it hasn't I, happened couple to me. A couple artists, I'm not even going to say their names out loud, but you guys just stay sane. Don't do nothing crazy because I don't want to be put in a position where I have to decide. I mean, because there's some <laughs> rapper that's easy, like Fabulous. I could get on Twitter and tweet out, you know, hashtag Fabulous is cancelled. But this, what people don't know is I don't even listen to Fabulous. So it was <laughs> exactly. very, so, it's very yeah, easy for me. Of course. I might be petitioning outside this studio. But it's, it's, it is just a bit weird because once you do find out, you don't you feel like you have a slight obligation at least? To, uh, to you find out, yeah, I do feel some type of way. I'm not gonna lie, like I can't mm. listen to feeling on your beat without picturing R. Kelly in the studio. Yeah, doing what he said he was doing in it. I ain't gonna lie, like. And it's just, but like, I mean, but the song's good. It's not even that. Like it depends how much of the attachment I have with the song. Because in I don't like when I listen to music. Yeah, a lot of the time I listen to music and I just like naturally I like it or not whether like maybe it relates to what I'm doing right now currently or whatever. Like mm. I might have an emotional attachment with it. Like just like. This song really touches me. If you That's get what, what I'm saying, I mean. when it's an emotional thing, it's like, it's like, do you know what I mean? It's a bit, it's, a, it's different. It's difficult. Do you know what I mean? It's very difficult. Like, it's easy to say I'm no longer to, I'm no longer gonna listen to anything else this person puts out. That's yeah. easy. Like, do you know what I mean? That's like, nah, I did this. I'm not supporting you no more. But like, when you've been listening to a tune for the past decade, and you've been vibing with it for ten. Even even as little as two years, six months, and it's something that you rate very highly, yeah. and something happens or whatever, and you don't rate the person any longer. But you hear the tune, you like you can't you can't pretend to yourself and say, oh, I don't like I hate this tune now. <laughs> you go sit down like you hate a tune now. that you've loved for the past decade. I mean, it's just what, yeah. It's just it's unless I mean, obviously, people are built differently, and like obviously, maybe like you hear the tune, you start imagining the madness or whatever. Yeah. Like yeah, man, people are built differently in it, but um. Yeah, man, I, I I understand why I understand why someone might turn around and say like I'm yeah. still I'm still gonna. I mean, the stuff he did was pretty was 
pretty pretty crazy. Yeah, man. I, I need to watch that documentary because I ain't seen it. Yeah, like, it's a good. It's a good even watch. the whole even the whole thing around what R. Kelly did or done. Like I'd never paid that much attention to it. I knew I knew I a lot about ever, it. So I don't really know that much about. Like, I mean, I heard about the whole um, peeing stuff. Yeah, and even he peed on the girl. Yeah, and even like I don't know until like last week where I googled about the um the the, cult? G- the girl in the studio. No, the girl that the girl that R. Kelly used to work with, her niece. I can't remember her name. That R. Kelly messed with, and then, and then there was like well, a I, video. They didn't, they didn't have time to get day. to that one in the BBC. Oh no, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't know about that until like last week. I mean, but yeah, they, I mean that documentary is is, is scathing, like. Honestly, if 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 we're still rocking with Arcadia, we just got to rock with everyone. Was it that bad? They, I think I only see like bad documentaries that, about people when they're that, dead that. or in jail. That's the only time people. That that is, that is the thing that blows my mind yeah, is like, how this thing got in jail. <laughs> <laughs> because they use it. They his Arcadia songs for the soundtrack. They use clips of like his music videos. So clearly, someone at his record label had to sign off on this. If I was Arcadia, I'd be firing everyone. Like, if you're going to put a documentary yeah, about, out about me... He probably doesn't own the rights to his tunes, though. <laughs> it's funny, though. He's all over his own document. It's crazy. <laughs> it's funny, though. Like, meet, the documentary makes you hate R. Kelly so much that like, closer to the end, you think, oh, yeah, they got something on him. It's yeah, like, oh, at the end. So back to, back to phase one, like, it got to start again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, the documentary ends with no real progress. <laughs> yeah, for real. I, I guess the BB just wanted to cancel him or something. All right, last thing on music. is something that I have to get to. The classic... You know, schoolboy talk is um we're not gonna really top five, but I just wanna hear who the GOAT is and that's that so greatest of all time across all categories of, of rap and then who you think the best rapper is. So Henry I want you to go first. <laughs> the greatest <laughs> of all time. The greatest, that's the GOAT. Oh, that's mad. There's a, there's a right answer. No, you want to say J? Hey, hey. <laughs> I, I don't want you to say anything. I want no, you to he's say up definitely up there. Up there. Um, okay. Definitely up there. Um, it's top two and he's not two. I don't... Like, right now, you saying right now. Just it's like... Who, if rap was to life. stop... If rap was to stop yeah, today... Probably, yeah, I'd probably say Jay-Z. Okay. Yeah, I think Jay-Z's I'd the best. Say Jay-Z. And then so who's... who's the, I, uh, Jay-Z is the girl, by the way. That's, that's I'm just letting everyone know. But so then... Who's the best rapper? If rap was to stop today, never again will anyone rap. Who will go down as the best Are we talking about people that are active today or just ever? Ever. They can be active today. They could have rapped yeah, in I'd 82. Say, I'd, say, I'd, I'd give it to Eminem, man. Eminem. He's the best rapper of all time. Huh. He's got to be. How does, why be. does he got to be? He's got to be. He's done everything. He's done absolutely everything to the highest possible level as well. I mean... I mean, if we're talking about... If we're talking about the... the, the, the um, the slim shady stuff that he was doing with, like even with Dre and like the more comical banter stuff which he did sick that stuff he killed it if we're talking about the personal stuff where he's talking about cleaning up my closet etc letters to his daughter that stuff he did sick if we're talking about storytelling he's doing Stan this all this sort of stuff he did sick do you know what I mean like what, what more is there what more is there for a rapper to actually do and achieve what does I mean? he rap about? He talks about killing his girlfriend and, and slapping his mum in the face and something. Oh, I'm going to show you how someone gave you, Eminem. You listen to Eminem. I listen, hey, I listen to the greatest hits. Yeah, that's, uh, you don't <laughs> listen to Eminem. I listen, actually, no I, I listen to the Slim Shady LP and Marshall Mathers LP. So you listen to the like, new stuff? 
What those? Are they like new? Marshall uh, Mathers. No, oh, the, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I ain't listen to the new stuff. Like that. That's garbage. Yeah, even with the new stuff, yeah, like, even the music, personally, I, I, it's not my type of music. But yeah, actually, I don't, he's not my favorite rapper. You look at Eminem's but, lyrics like, and his new rapping stuff, cold, in terms like, of flow, it's cold. delivery, oh, like actually it's being able cold. to go from A to B or go from A to Z, then go back to B and show you how you went in between. Bro, like Eminem is sick. He's cold. Henry, who do you think the best rapper? To be fair, I haven't even got one, you know. Like, I'm not going to lie. I've got a couple Mine, like I've got M, Andre three thousand, J. Three K is cold. You can't be no, the best rapper by an album. It annoys me when people mention three K all the time. Yeah, but it's not about no, but you're not asking. You just asked me who's the best lyricist. Oh yeah, no, no, go on, go on. Yeah, yeah. So that 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 Eminem, that Eminem, that and Royce the Five Nine mixtape changed my life. Royce the Five Nine is a better rapper than Eminem. He's just got more punchlines. He's not a better rapper, though. I, uh, boy, I think... Lines. He's got better punchlines. Eminem just... He raps fast. take. He raps fast and he's slightly lyrical. Wordplay's ridiculous. But the thing is with Eminem... All right. No, no, after this, I'll give you a list of music to listen to. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these, I don't think you've listened to Eminem. And if you have, <laughs> you haven't listened to him with an open mind. Another the thing is, I don't, I, he's, not, he's not necessarily my favourite, but I appreciate what he does. Like, I used to... From, from before, anyway. I don't know like about now, but like what he does and what he's been doing and the level he's done it at is like, do you know what I mean? Like, the thing is, I used to actively dislike him, but I like him now and I, I respect him as a rapper. But I just, I think he's severely overrated. I think the GOAT is Jay-Z and the best rapper of all time is probably Jay-Z as well for me or Nas. Kendrick's up there Someone, well. Can you think Kendrick's up there? Yeah. Like, how up there? Top 10? In terms of rappers or, or rappers. musicians? I don't like his music. That any, I mean, I, I, like, I, liked, I liked the last album, but... Kendrick, Kendrick, top ten musicians, man. Kendrick I don't like. Cold. I don't like artists who do stuff for seemingly no reason. Like, for example, Kendrick loves playing with his voice. It's rap. Like, what's he, wrong with playing with your voice though? Like, no, it's, it's nothing wrong with it, but it's just uh, I don't really get why. Like, for example, when Kanye, people, though, exactly. Yeah. Like, what's wrong with him? Like, he can play with his voice. That's what the I mean, he can do it. For. He can do it. He does it well. It fits the tune, and Jamie, it doesn't like, always fit for me. I feel like, right, for example, personalities. And when 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 Kanye does stuff to like his voice, or he does something on a track, you can always tell exactly why. Like, it, there's not really a song where Kanye sounds out of place. There are songs where I listen to your Kendrick's, and I'm like. If he was rapping this normal, I'd I'd, I'd be happy right now. I mean, you know, I mean, it's just two different like fan base. You know, you got people who prefer listening to Kanye because what he does, and people prefer listening to Kendrick. Why you gotta be political for? No, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> Why can't I just be inflammatory once in a while? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> no, I'm gonna say it. I hate you, Kendrick. You just, just rap, damn it. But um, I don't know. I feel like Jay Z is because you remember when Kanye said in that interview that. Kanye was like, oh, I'm top five in every category. I don't think Kanye is that, but I think Jay-Z genuinely is top five in every category. Like, What are the categories? It's like flow, lyrics, um, beats. Like, yeah, I think, I think it was those. Flow, lyrics, beats, features. Like, I think Jay-Z genuinely is top five in every single one of those categories, whereas Kanye just said it because, you know, he's Kanye and he said stuff like that. I don't, I don't think... Uh, Eminem does have some good beats though, actually, over the years. Eminem's got some crazy beats, mate. <laughs> but <laughs> some mental beats. Production-wise, do does any catalog match up to like Kanye's in terms of 
When you think about it, there are some 10 out of 10 beats on every one of his albums. Mm. Yeah, of course. Like, even like even like Jesus had some really good instrumentals on there. Kanye is a producer, man. He's a producer for as a rapper, man. That's that's what he does. The only thing is, he, he doesn't produce nearly as much as he used to. Yeah, of course. But he's like, I mean, he yeah, doesn't mean he's lost the ear for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. He's got yeah, the ear for it. All right, we'll leave, we'll leave music there. We'll go for... So now we'll go, I don't know, 10, 15 more minutes about just just general news. First thing I want to talk about is what what is happening in London. So for those who don't know, I don't even know what the number's at now. It's probably like 14... It's just gone over 50. 50? Yep. In this year. month? This year. No, this year. London's officially hotter than New York right now, which is kind of unheard of. I mean, right now, yeah. <laughs> if I, people didn't know what you lot were talking about. You probably talk about the weather, fam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just yeah, got over fifty. Got over fifty. Fifty. What? Centigrade. But it's just weird, and I'm seeing, I'm seeing things on Twitter. You know, I'm seeing people say like, "Oh, this is nothing compared to what it was in like 2010." It's just being reported now, which you know, if you put your conspiracy theory hat on, then I guess it is, but. If we look at it in terms of just the facts as but they're when being... People, when people say that, it's not to discredit what's happening now. It's to say, this has been happening. We've been telling you about this. And it's now you've got an agenda that you want to report it. But That's what people are screaming. It's not like, oh, this has just been happening all the time, man. Why, why are you talking about it now? It's like, we've been telling you it's peak. That's what people are, that's the angle people are coming from. So like with that, I mean you have to I think you have to tread really carefully and be like like these these people are people who have lost friends and family and it's been like, yo, like we've twenty ten it was peak like this and it's now that you've got this agenda, whether it's the fact that the the police have had their fundings cut or whatever, you've got some sort of agenda and you're reporting it a lot more. Do you know what I mean? If that was me, I'd be happier that it was being reported now. If I'd lost someone in not like really, 10... not if I know that not if I know that the report isn't actually leading to safer lives. The report isn't coming from anywhere. But the report's or, out or there. Though. It's out there, but who the people who the people who are putting it out there are the people who have the power to at least spark something more power than the average man. So they're putting it out there. Not to not they're putting it out there as look at these kids' lives that are going, but do they care about the kids' lives? Do you know what I mean? You're putting it out there for something which isn't about the kids' lives. If the news are reporting it and saying, boom, we need to help these youths, that's a complete other thing to just reporting it to say, for facts and figures' sake, to say X, Y, and Z, and we need to change this and change this. So, but if, do you know what I mean? So what would you rather happen? So what would you rather... Like, yeah, how it's not about rather, it's down. about understanding what's happening and being able to navigate it. You, you need to understand what's happening before you can like ask yourself, what now? This is how we understand what's happening. It's being reported more than it used to be for a reason. Next question is why? When we find out why, then we can then understand how then we can, do you know what I mean, go yeah. back, trace it back and be like, this is how we need to... This is how we need to pattern ourselves now. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? It's not about. Do you know what I mean? Right now, it's not about. Um, it's not about anything else other than understanding why. Why are they suddenly reporting it so much? Do you know what I mean? I personally think it's kind of fishy. What do you, do you think? I mean, I personally don't think it's about. It's about the people that are dying, man. Not for the people that matter, anyways. 
honestly, I I don't know, innit? Like, I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> I just know. <laughs> like, it's, 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 like, you know it is like I know London, <laughs> London's been hot, innit? And I know this like the amount of stories I've heard from before, but you know I never actually seen it. Like you know, in, right now if you go on Twitter, you actually see pictures. Yeah, of it. you're you seeing see all of this stuff. Like, I hear bare stuff about stuff that goes on, yeah. But you know, you never really believe it because for me personally, seen as believing. So right now, like now that I'm actually old, oh, snap. So yeah, like yeah, like there's actual you can actually see now that like, I get it. About it. See, I, un- I, I, yeah, I, yeah, seeing it, actually seeing it like in front of your eyes does change. It makes it more real. And I mean, that's how I felt this week when I've been seeing this. So I'm like, wow, this is an issue that needs to be fixed. And, you know, a lot of, they brought back, if you, if you don't know, they brought back Stop and Search. I think they, official? I think so. I think official. I read it's coming back in, um, but it seems that they're, they're going to be targeting urban neighborhoods. So what it's they did a, before. <laughs> that's why they got rid of it before because I think people <laughs> complain about that. So you can say that that the agenda is there, but and it's it's just a really hard one because it's like everybody seems to be against stop and search, but there's no real other solution. Now, I was speaking to, I was talking to someone the other day and they they said that what should happen is um they need to go in the communities and you know fix this from the ground up. But I mean that's that's good. But that's that's talking about a generational process. That's something that you won't see no fruits from for 10, 15, 20 right years. No, yeah, there's no answer right about now, man. If, so there's people just going to... looking for answers, but there's no answer. But you can't, like, at the end of the day, stop and search didn't work, so bringing it back... Well, they got guns now, though. Who's got guns? The kids. Kids have been having guns, but obviously it's a lot more... They have guns now. back in the day. Nah, people had guns, man. Man. They may not, may, may not have worked properly. I would have been with that in London. Obviously, yeah. it's a lot more accessible now. There's a, yeah. London's not, man. Whatever the agenda is, it works because I ain't going back there for a while. And you lot have a safe journey back. But, and, uh, Are you staying in Cove? Yeah, I'm staying in Cove. I was supposed to, I was supposed to come down today, but hey... <laughs> I ain't got that Uber money right now. You ever see Simpsons when the government put the dome over, Lo- the dome. over Springfield? <laughs> uh, that would be too. That's what they should the do. Put the dome over just East London. <laughs> Let everyone get it all out of the system. Uh, maybe it's East North is hot. North is North at the moment. Hot. I'm telling you, I only, might as well just have a purge in North. Let's let them go wild. It's North East, really, yeah. North East. Yeah, let North East go wild for about 24, 48 hours. Yeah, and <laughs> we got some something needs to be done, I reckon. Something needs to be done. More than stop and search, because I, mean, I don't think they're worried about getting stopped and searched. Like, these are getting their guns from some next hiding places. So I don't even think that's a bother to them. But something needs to be done. I just don't know the solution. I don't know what it is. I mean, because well, we can't make guns illegal, they already are. So it's like. <laughs> what, what are you gonna do? Tell their parents. I don't know. Uh, it's a, it's a it's a very serious issue with little solution. So it's hard to even talk about. There's, there's a lot of layers to it, man. There's not one solution that will work for yeah. everyone. There's, there's the, the reason why AJ is picking up a knife and a gun is different to the reason why Dummy is picking up a knife and a gun, which is different to why. Craig is picking up a knife and a gun if Craig is picking up a knife and a gun. Do you know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, there's like, there's so many layers and it's so complex that there's no one uh, issue that's going to change everyone's yes. lives. There's so many things that need to be done from poverty, to, from like reduction in poverty and inequality to provision and getting people, getting people actually things to do to just like showing these people that there's 
there's a world out there to to clamping down on 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 kind of um knife crime and gun crime in terms of the police work etc etc there's so many layers to it that there's there's not one thing that's gonna work i've seen people say that they should bring the death penalty back what do you like think about that hey, hey you might as well just finish this podcast now it's like you know like a russian doll you pick yeah. one out you got another one there oh yeah. right yeah, 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 yeah. you yeah. solve a problem you got another one there you solve another problem you got another problem there like yeah it's true because if, if they if they do bring the death penalty back people will be shook but then there'll be all these people dying like of injustices and whatnot. So yeah, the, the definitely is not coming back. <laughs> it's not coming back. I mean, this government—it's not gonna happen. Like it's not going to happen. This government wouldn't surprise me. There's not even a point talking about it. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> even if a country says, "Yeah, we're bringing it back," and the UN is like, "No, you're not." Do you know I mean? Boy, Brexit, we'll get up out of there. We're probably. still in the UN. Brexit <laughs> or no, but we're still UN. UN, do you know what UN is, fam? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Like, if you're if you're if if a country like Britain can't bring back the death penalty, it's not happening. There's no point talking about it. Yeah, it's a stupid conversation that no no <laughs> one's gonna even adhere to or want to even hear. No one would want to hear that, man. Yeah, fair enough. Well, moving on from that, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about Visa Bay. <laughs> if you look, um, ain't heard about about this yet. I only caught wind of it like the other day. Basically, this um, this girl, I, I can't remember how old she is, probably 18 or something. She's been in the she's country. She's 21, fam. She's 21? I'm sure I looked up her age. Oh, she's eligible. Well, you know, you need For a visa. What? Visa? Oh, yeah, visa. Um, For what? <laughs> <laughs> but um, she, she's, been in, she's been in the country since she was 10. And she put this video up on YouTube. It was like, I've got one week left. And in the video, she's basically talking about how her visa's expiring. They're asking for like, I think it was like 2,300 quid which she don't have, and she's crying in the video, and she starts up a GoFundMe, and she gets over five grand off it. Now, as the internet does, I like to tear things down, so people have been digging around, and, you know, they're looking at her Instagram and all her socials, and she's been seen posted up with, like, MCM bags, Valentino's shoes, or living a real, like, rich girl lifestyle. Exactly. So it's just starting, people are starting to question, like, Hold on, you've been living this lifestyle, but you couldn't find two grand. And, you know, there's people also saying, like, they give you time. Like, they let you know when your visa is expiring, like, a year in advance. So, she would have had time to save. I don't even, I, I'm not a big visa expert. And this same girl, she also was putting up a video, like, a month ago, talking about how she quit her job because it, it wasn't for her. People are like, surely if, if you were aware of your visa expiring... You could work through, you know, just a job. But I don't know. After, after all this, she's had an interview on Channel 5 News. So, she, you know, she's doing big things. I don't know. They probably didn't pay her, actually. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> let's listen to her interview on Channel 5 News. Fashion blogger who's lived in the UK since she was 10 says she fears she'll be deported to Zimbabwe. Rotendo has been told by the Home Office she may not have the right to stay here. Her parents came to the UK as refugees and Rotendo joined them, but the family has never been given the right to remain. Well, since leaving school, she says she struggled to find work because of her immigration status, so went online to try to make a living there. Well, Rotendo started various social media channels, but the luxury lifestyle she portrayed online was all a front to make ends meet. Well, now, with only a month to go until her visa ends, she's admitted the truth to her followers and is asking them for help. And um, she joins me now. Um, Rotendo, 
Thank you so much um, for joining us. And first of all, let's start with the, the problems you're facing now with immigration. What does yeah. the Home Office say to you exactly? Um, basically, there is potential that I could go back home um, only because... Um, I don't have indefinite stay right now. Obviously, I have to pay the funds to reapply for... No, not reapply, sorry. Mm -hmm. To apply for indefinite stay. Um, but I could not get it. So how much are they asking for? How much do you need to, to do that? I need exactly £2,297. And that's a lot of money. That is a lot of so money. So you've, you've now set up a page just asking for donations to help you with that. Yeah. There's a little bit of a problem there. I yes. showed some of the pictures um, of yeah. this lifestyle that you've been portraying online. And you have been portraying a life um, living in fantastic accommodation, um, yeah. designer, designer clothes, designer bags. So now you're getting a bit of a, of a backlash, really. People asking, really, do you need money? Um, what, what's the, what's the truth behind what's been going on with your life? Um, I haven't portrayed anything. Literally, I've just been myself. Of course, all the clothes that I post on my Instagram are things that I get from companies. I've been doing collaborations. Some of these designer bags that everyone keeps talking about are not my bags, um, just friends' but bags. But did you tell people that with your pictures? Did you no, say, I not didn't, mine, my because I didn't think I'd be in this position. And it's a thing where you just post a picture. The bag looks nice with my outfit, so that's what I just did. But... This is now a bit of a problem. Um, yes. It's been a bit of a problem because you were hoping that this would actually help you make a little bit of money, yeah. and that didn't happen. I mean, w were you watching other so-called influencers and the type of um, lives they were portraying online and thought, actually, this could be something lucrative for you and, find and finding out that actually it's not? Um, for me, it was probably... <laughs> On Instagram, you need to look a certain way, do certain things for you to be able to work with companies. And obviously, I didn't have the opportunities that other people had. So this was my way of trying to make something out of it. So I had to sort of be that person. And it's not a thing where, like, I was portraying anything. It just, yeah, happened that way. Well, Rutenda, thanks so much for joining us and giving yeah. your side of the story because you have got a little bit of flack online, so hopefully people can actually hear your yes. side speaking to us here on 5 News. So thanks so much yes. for all that. Right. Hmm. This girl. <laughs> I'm, you know, 419 has come a long way. Remember when you used to get them emails about the, like, £21 million pounds <laughs> you, that you've got, you just need to send them your bank deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's come a long way, man. I mean, <laughs> it's like, you. I can't be mad at her. I can't be mad at her for getting out there and securing the bag. It's you fools who donated money to her. It's like, if I, I, I mean, I've, I've never donated on GoFundMe because I'm just a grinch like that. But if I was, I'm at least going to check the person's Instagram. <laughs> at the very least. Literally, if you look at her Instagram, it's straight off the bat. You can see... This is the girl, it looks like a girl who blow two grand in a day easy. And, uh, and that's nothing against it. If you got it, flaunt it. But in the interview, she basically says that it was all a facade for her Instagram. All the clothes were sent to her, the bags of her friends. And um, that, that brings up another conversation. In society today, are we teaching the youth to... It seems that we're sacrificing real things for the possibility of like money from things that really have no value. Because if you think about what Instagram is, it's just this online website. People do get money off it, 
But it's not the type of thing that you really want to aspire to because it doesn't teach you no skills or anything like that. You might end up in a situation with this girl where you, all of a sudden you realise that the, what you've been putting time into is just useless. Or do you think she's just a scammer and she's lied about everything? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I just think she should just have been smart um, and kind of... Um, yeah, she should have been smart with it, man. Like... I mean, she, well, she seems she had, smart. I don't. I don't know about the intricacies intricacies of her life. I don't know what she's been through. I don't know what mentally what she goes through. I don't know work wise what she goes through. But like, I, I believe that if if you're someone who doesn't whose tomorrow isn't guaranteed, such as her, like when you're on a visa, you know that your state isn't guaranteed. So from when I get that visa, I'd start saving. Yeah. Until I've, I would, I'm, I'd get my 2K way before my visa even mm. runs out and keep that there and be like, I'm not touching this money unless someone's dying or, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think, but it might just come down to her age. Maybe it might come down to complacency. She might have thought she would have blown by the time that her visa ran out and she may not need to think about the money. I don't know. I don't know. But I feel like um, someone who was smart, who, 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 um, someone that's smarter with it, would have kind of been adept to kind of making sure that they got the money prepared like well before. Wait, she got the 2K at the end, didn't it? Oh, she, she got more got than five. She's done job, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. She can buy a real bag now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I think all of that stuff of hers anyway. As I said, and you lot, I'll, everyone who's mad at her, you're mad at yourself. Because I saw so many comments from people who were vexed and then at the end of the tweet, they'd be like, I want my £50 back. So it's like, <laughs> it's, your, it's your own fault. It's your own fault. Because stuff like this has been going on for a while now. Back to, um, do you lot see that clip of that girl, that woman on Dr. Phil who believed she was dating Tyler Perry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and she yeah, was I like, I was, is this, <laughs> this woman who was convinced was funny, she was dating Tyler Perry? <laughs> and she was, she was sending money and stuff mm. like that. Keep in mind, she believes he's Tyler Perry, rich director, like, Mm. And she was she was sending money and she just refused to believe it. Yeah. And didn't Doctor Phil like show a video or something? Show a, like show a video of like Tyler yeah, Perry being like. No, no, he just showed a picture of Tyler Perry and then um with his wife. Yeah, and then say, look, this is Tyler Perry and his <laughs> wife. Like you are not married to Tyler Perry. Like, I know Tyler Perry personally. Yeah, <laughs> you are, no. she, she, she I, just she just she was just deluded. And these people. They love being deluded. It's like that old catfish episode as well. Remember the the woman who thought she was dating Bow Wow? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what on earth? And I just don't know, man. But but the thing what does slightly annoy me today is this whole GoFundMe culture of just I need something. Let me just ask people for it, and I might get it. And it's just allowing you to be reckless. I mean, you know, it's it's not that I'm saying I've got a thing against begging because if you know me, I'm asking for some money, but. <laughs> It's just the, um, it's almost the implication that you can get yourself in a reckless position and then just rely on other people to get out of it. For example, I'm not sure if you lot remember, but a couple of years ago in America, they had like that super lottery where the jackpot was like a billion dollars. And there were quite a few people, but I remember there was one black woman in particular who like sold all her possessions and bought like $200,000 worth of lottery tickets. <laughs> of course, she didn't win. <laughs> and where did she go? Go fund me. Oh, help me. I'm homeless, blah, blah, blah. Or like, the, I mean, there's so many, you know, I'm not going to run through every example, but there is so many examples of people just getting something for nothing that I can't hold it against this girl for trying the same thing. 
What probably did happen is that she got the notification that she needed to pay her visa and she was like, ooh, two grand's a bit much right now. Let me at least see yeah, what can happen. What. And then yeah, next yeah. thing you know, five grand in Channel 5 News. That's all it takes to make money. Music. It's all it takes. You lot just give up the music, yeah, just cry on camera and yeah. that's it. But then, but then she's smart as well because... Well, I say she's not smart, but she's smart in a sense where um, like she's got a following. Like, yeah. Really, well, the video's almost if got, got a that million. much of a following. Like really, truly, if you've got two, if you've got two, if you've got a hundred people on Instagram, you've got like really, truly, you can. You, the chances are you put something on GoFundMe and like your 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 mum contributes, your cousin contributes, <laughs> your best friend contributes. You know what I mean, it's but, likely that it's likely that that happens. You know how many times? Like, yeah. How many times? Like, do you think everyone on GoFundMe gets the money they want? Yeah. Get me like yeah. I, I could put something on GoFundMe and and, and get like fifty pound, but I'm asking for ten racks. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, so yeah, I mean, I think she just leveraged the fact that she's got a following. Um, no such thing as bad publicity because yeah, I guess <laughs> it works now. I mean, people she... are talking about oh, she's this, she's that. She got her money. And it's stuff, true. It's true. And she's she's, she's getting them, and she'll she'll continue she getting through. she'll continue getting more money because she's got more YouTube subscribers now. So she'll get them she's on, them she's AdSense been on TV, on exposure. Uh, for watching two more years, another one. Visa expiring again. She might just start applying for stuff, knowing when it's going to expire. Just get us to pay for it, <laughs> but. You know, it is what it is. Uh, we'll end with a couple... Let's say... You know, there's some funny thing that I saw, actually. Mm. This this Twitter guy who's been exposed. Like, it started out... One guy tweeted... Uh, one of my friends sent this to me. You guys need to just, like, start learning how to take L's. And it was uh, just some screenshots. Some guy moved to this girl on Insta. And she must have aired or taken long to apply. And he just went off on her. Now, like, that alone is like, oh, that guy might have been having a bad day. Like, I don't know what happened. But then, if you follow the thread on Twitter, it's just girl after girl after girl were posting screenshots of this same guy doing the same stuff to them. I mean, at that point, it's clear that this guy must have some mental issues because, like, that's just not normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially if you're, I mean, if he must be probably around 20, 21-ish from, cause from the people who um, were tweeting about him. At that point, if you're a guy, you've taken some L's. Like you've been curved before. I've 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 got plenty of stories of being curved. Um, one in particular, I remember I had a I had my my WhatsApp DP was on like me, Henry, or Will somewhere, and I was talking to this girl for a good couple of days, and then I just happened to change my DP. <laughs> she popped up. She was like, "Oh, you ain't the guy on the left," and that's the last time I <laughs> heard from her. But you know. If there, if, if there was ever a time where I was going to cuss out a girl, it would have been there. But I don't know how this guy's gotten to this point and still, like, maybe it worked once. Like, he cussed out a girl and she was like, ooh, I like that. No, but, um, it depends. I mean, if he's done it to so many people, so many girls, I just, personally, yeah. I would have come to the conclusion that he's just got a weird sense of humor and he just probably gets kicked out of doing this because <laughs> if it's that many girls that he's done this to, then surely at a certain point, yeah, it's, it's comical now. Like, it's not just like he's not. He's probably not insane. He's just probably just being an idiot. Like, you re- but some of the things he was saying, like he was like threatening girls. He was like, "Oh, I know your uni. Like, don't don't like if I catch you walking around or something." Yeah, but if you're saying that to so many of girls, like if you're saying, depends what you're saying in it. But I'm guessing, yeah. if if it's girls he knows, then there must be something a bit more. Like, it's just something a bit stupid that this guy is doing. Like, he doesn't. I hear that. You ever been curved, Henry? Yeah, been curved a couple of times. I ain't gonna lie. You wanna share? Any curves come to if mind? If anything comes to mind, I'll let you know in it. <laughs> 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 
about what about you any e man got any thoughts on this um I didn't really get to like read into it too much. Like I saw my tour, but I didn't. I was doing quite a few things at the time, so I didn't get yeah. to read too much. But like I remember just thinking like, this is a bit weird. This isn't normal. This isn't, this isn't really normal. And for like so many women to then come out and be like, he's done this with me. He's it was like Bill Cosby. Like, like these men was coming out of everywhere. <laughs> no, but but Eman, have, have you been curved? Have, that, 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 that was the real question. He said, "What are my thoughts on this?" Yeah, you know, yeah I mean, of course I've been curved, man. <laughs> you got any any significant curves? It made me the man I am today, man. It does, it does, you know. Fam, like, like, you, know you, you get your air, you get your DMs aired, and it's like, boom, I need to work harder. You got to take it on the chest, isn't it? Is there a girl on this earth that will air Drake? Probably. You reckon? I've, someone must have mega aired him. Maybe unmarried, unmarried, number. unmarried. But even married, he can probably... I think J-Lo did a number on him. <laughs> I think J-Lo did a number on him. I think that would have been one of the first girls that he like moved to who was like bigger than him. And his... Rihanna was bigger than him at the time. But they kind of came up at the same time, innit? Like, Rihanna was I... bigger. Rihanna was bigger. But do you think Drake like would have looked up to Rihanna? They're the similar ages, though, isn't it? Because like Drake, was, I mean, yeah, Drake was probably listening to J Lo when he she was, was. I know he was infatuated with Rihanna, so I don't know about looked up if that's the right term, but from outside looking in, it looked like he was infatuated with with Rihanna. Yeah, either that or he's infatuated with Aaliyah because you can't stop mentioning her in songs. But that's another story. Yeah, I think mean, he just does it because in fact, speaking of Aaliyah, actually, I got into an argument with a guy on Twitter the other day because I said that. If Aaliyah was alive today, I don't think she would have been as big as Beyonce. I, would, I think she'd she probably have fooled it all. Exactly, that's what I said. I said oh, I've been saying this from know, day one. Slightly, in it, I don't think no one's guaranteed longevity. I'd rather work in a coal mine than be a female R and B artist. These lot have these lot have um, a lesser shelf life than milk. Think about female R and B artists. The only ones with staying powers are like the goats. Like yeah. Beyonce, Rihanna, Mary J. Bly. I mean, even like Alicia Keys, she's arguably like a top 10, but she's yeah. not, even today, she's not nothing compared to how big she was. And I don't think, I don't think Aaliyah would have lasted. Like, I think she would have been like an Ashanti. She would have been hot for the years she was. And then just faded to nothingness. But this guy was coming at my neck because I said that. And he was like, I mean, I don't know. You you think Aaliyah would have faded away, man? What do you think, Henry? I I don't. It's, yeah, like it's, I see it happening, man. I don't. I don't think longevity is guaranteed for nah, anyone. Especially like, not. Even, a I even think like your biggies and your packs. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I I I ask myself the question: like, if they were still alive, like, what would they be now? Where would they be now? Like, I don't know. I don't. I, I I wouldn't say to you that they're guaranteed to be as big as they are. I think their deaths contributed a massive amount. Yeah, to, a to, huge uh, amount to the limelight that they have and the respect that they have and etc. 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 Aaliyah's album wasn't doing anywhere near. I mean, like the records. I remember I was looking this up on Wikipedia when I was arguing with the guy, but her her record company was they were vexed because they put a lot of money behind the album and it weren't doing what it was supposed to. You think they killed her. <laughs> to recoup those losses like hey <laughs> listen I don't know you never know man Hollywood, like, yeah man that, that place is a dirty dirty place possibly well, I'm no input. I don't want to tread on any hey, voice hey all I'm saying <laughs> it could have it, it been a collaborative effort you know record label gets their money back and R. Kelly gets rid of a witness so hey, it's time to end the podcast <laughs> 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 on that note we'll, we'll finish it there um Ain't no hot take this week. Uh, I want to announce, actually, season one of the show is coming to an end in, like, 
four weeks and then I'm going to do you some summer episodes and I'll be back in September weekly again. So there's going to be like four more weekly episodes. Um, as always, you can catch me at Modicyc on all forms of social media. You guys want to shout out your stuff? Yo, it's Hemboss. At Twitter's just at Hemboss, Instagram, Hemboss underscore. Music's coming real soon, hopefully this month. If not, definitely next month. Let's go. Alright, E-Man? Um, yeah, manualspeaks.com, E-M-M-A-N-U-E-L-Speaks.com. Everything else, like your Instagram, Facebook, Alright, right, so, hope you like enjoyed it, man. Have a good day. Peace out.